Hello, and welcome to the next episode of the West Connect podcast, which is brought to you by the A-plus program, where we help student athletes at Wesleyan be successful on and off the field. And today I'm excited to have Babila with me. Um, you are still a current student, is that correct? My senior year now. Yeah, so you're the first interview we've done, which somebody is actually still at school. And with COVID, it is the most unusual of years, um, I assume. But maybe to provide a little bit more context, um, could you give a little bit of background on yourself and some of the extracurriculars you're involved with at Wesleyan? Yeah, definitely. So um, background about myself. Um, I'm from Cameroon, which is, you know, like West Central Africa, uh, specifically in Bali, but born and raised here in Georgia um, all my life. Uh, coming to West, I actually never visited West, so fun fact, but came to West. Um, on campus, you know, I've had a great time, been a member of football team all four years. Now my senior year, I'm um, captain of the football team, also president of the Student Athlete of Color Leadership Council, which is, you know, this great organization here on campus with the great help of Coach um, Sean Stanley, where, you know, we're really trying to just, you know, tackle the issues of just, you know, diversity and inclusion, everything that encompasses that um, with student athletes, PLC student athletes here on campus, just making a more inclusive culture. And then I'm also, I was also a Patrick Silly Fellow my sophomore year um, under Michaela Kingsley, who's a great professor here and the director of the um, social entrepreneurship at Auburn. And through that, I was able to start Vital Financial, which is, you know, really like a nonprofit trying to teach high school kids financial literacy, you know, these concepts that really aren't taught in the K through 12, K through 12 education system. So how did uh, somebody who grew up in Atlanta and whose family's from Cameroon end up at Wesleyan without ever going to visit? How did that all take place? So uh, I knew that in high school, I wanted to attend like some sort of like Ivy League institution, you know, something that would just better. Um, so, you know, I was really you know, like Brown, Yale, and Wesleyan were like really my top three. And like, it was mainly Brown and Yale. And I kind of actually like stumbled upon Wesleyan. I never really heard of Wesleyan. There's actually like a Wesleyan high school here in Georgia. So everyone's like, you go to Wesleyan high school? And I'm like, nah, that was the OG Wesleyan. But um, so it was like pretty sure it was one day I was like just doing research and I just stumbled upon Wesleyan. It was like the most out of all the NESCACs and uh, caught my interest in that sense. And also it was just, you know, winning a winning program, a winning football program, which is great. And, you know, being on the phone with Dice and Coach Sean Stanley um, and just, you know, talking with people. Uh, and just honestly, it was mainly my research and just, you know, talking with the coaches. And then I visited after I committed for West Fest. Um, and then that, you know, sealed the deal for me. But I was already in Lower Lockdown at that point. But yeah. That's terrific. And, you know, captain of the football team, no football this season. How was that? been for you I can't imagine you know I played the cross at West and somebody telling me that you just can't have your senior year um I imagine that's been a difficult pill to swallow how have you managed through that process yeah that definitely was tough um and it definitely was tough because we had a little bit of springtime where I got to like you know fill out that role as captain I'm stepping into that leadership position where we're having spring workouts and I've got to be like a voice for the team I gotta you know like say hey everyone get get your grades right get your lifts in be on time et cetera, et cetera and just you know getting comfortable in that position and then um you think back in March that fall time you'll be good you know what I'm saying you'll have your season and then time goes along you don't and it definitely sucks so you know um 
Yeah, all in all, it, it definitely sucked. It definitely was a decision of, you know, do I want to take a semester off and come back and play next season? Or do I want to just, you know, accept this job offer that I have and just start there? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just close that chapter of my life. It was a great 15 years, but close that chapter. Um, but, you know, it definitely was something where was, I got to, I'm grateful for the time I did get to have with it. I'm grateful for the friendships and relationships I got to build through it. And, you know, just just taking that and being grateful for what I did have, because some people didn't get to have that and just being like, okay, you know, I at least, at least we got to have this and at least we got to have that great game one season that we did have. Although it does suck, we won't get to see what could have been with this season, especially have some people coming back and like we had a lot going for us this year. But, you know, <clears throat> for me, it was just, you know, being grateful for the relationships and the memories that I got to build during my time here, my years playing football. That's what, you know, gave me a peace of mind with it. And I'd like to also touch a little bit more about um, your engagement with the Student Athletes of Color Leadership Council. When did that begin? Um, what was that experience like? What has your role been within that organization? And maybe for some people that aren't familiar with it, um, what is the mandate there uh, in terms of the, the purpose it plays on campus? So that council was started in the spring of 2017, and I joined it my fall 2017 when I enrolled into campus. So like it was very, very relatively new when I first joined it. Not at all what it looks like now, but you know, the people who started it are really great for even just getting that together. I can imagine what that was like. Um, you know, getting into it, it was it was mainly just, you know, like a few people doing all the work, like it, it was a lot of projects going on, but not a lot of like, you know, structure and consistency with it. But till now with, you know, Coach Stanley who's been like the main liaison with us, who's been a great help organizing and just being that middleman with us to the administration with the NESCAC overall. We've grown to like um, do a lot going on now. And you know, the even though I am president of the council, it wouldn't be where to say without the help of, you know, like Myla Stovall, who's the vice president, um, Indigo, uh, Erica and EVA, who, you know, are all doing such great work on the executive board with me. And, you know, we have so many parts going on now to the point where, you know, we're doing things like we we have monthly alumni networking panels where, you know, our first one was back in October with, in finance. And we got a recent alums who are working at EMY, Goldman Sachs, et cetera, to come and talk to current student athletes about their experiences and what they did to get to where they are today. And, you know, what resources did they use? And we had one in medicine last month where, you know, we had doctors and physicians come back and talk about that. Um, we're also working with other NESCAP schools and have, you know, bi-weekly conversations with them and the coaches. And we consistently met this past summer during the height of, you know, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor of like things that our administrations could be doing to, you know, push the needle forward with all of our current administrations in NESCAC, things that we could be doing better and making it more inclusive. Um, and, you know, that's just, you know, a few things, you know, we also, we also host, you know, talks where we get to council and talk and, you know, give updates and talk about anything, current events. But, you know, really the council's main goal is just, you know, be that pillar for POC student athletes. You know, as great as Wesleyan is, you know, speaking transparently, it is a PWI, it is a primary institution. And, you know, um, uh, we're just, you know, trying to make it more inclusive for POC athletes who, when they come here, they probably come from backgrounds that are really segregated and never really, you know, been in this type of environment and making them feel more comfortable here, make them feel more welcome here. So, you know, just trying to make it Wesleyan a better place for everyone overall. And that's terrific to hear that you're you're creating an affinity group, which has a great purpose, and you're also able to leverage that alumni network to use it to build more professional relationships and do what sounds like some informational interviews. Um, what has that process been like? And if anybody is listening that's interested, if they're an alum, how could they 
get involved and engage with the organization? Yeah, that process, you know, the first one was definitely the hardest one because, you know, you're just figuring everything out, getting it all together. But, you know, it's, it's gotten easier. It's just really, you know, it's, it's a lot of reaching out to alumni, um, a lot of cold emails and a lot of rejections, definitely. But, you know, um, it's also a lot of great connections. It's great for the alumni who do come in, who do get to, I get to connect with. It's great connecting with them and meeting alumni I never would have otherwise met. And, you know, a lot of times these alumni want to, they want to find ways to come back and help. So like, we're actually doing them a favor by providing this avenue for them to come back and help and talk to, um, um, you know, students to, to do these things and like do things that they wish they did differently. Uh, and, you know, it started out with just, with it just being for, you know, student athletes where it's just for everyone. Cause you know, we just having so many people who want to come and like sit down in these conversations. Um, so, you know, if any alumni wants to, you know, be a part of it, you can easily reach out to, you know, Coach Stanley, um, Coach Willing, he would, he would connect you to us, or you can go on athletic website and we have our own page on there, um, the SACLC page, you should, you should find it on there. So you could definitely reach out to us in that. And then, you know, we also do other events where we'll have just guest speakers for our council meetings to just, you know, talk about their journey and their work and things that they're doing. That's terrific. And, and you mentioned job offer. Where do you stand right now in terms of transition to professional life, you know, graduating this spring? Uh, what does the next chapter look like for you? Yeah. Uh, so this past summer, I was, you know, you know, grateful to have the opportunity to intern with Accenture as, you know, a consulting development analyst intern. And, you know, upon that completion, excuse me, upon that completion, I got to, you know, fortunately receive the full-time job offer. So I will be working as a consulting development analyst with Accenture um, next fall in the Charlotte, North Carolina office. So, you know, I'm excited for that. It's like four hours from, from Atlanta where I'm from. Um, and it's a new and uprising city. You know, I'm really excited. I, I love Accenture personally. When I enter in there, the people there are great. The environment's great. The culture's great. And the projects are, you know, great as well. So I'm very excited for that. And how did you, if you could give us a really granular step-by-step -step process, how did you identify that firm and, and how did you land that internship that eventually translated into a job offer? Yeah. So that's actually a funny story because it started off with me declining an internship offer because it was, it was my sophomore, it was my sophomore summer entering my junior year and I had an internship offer um, with sports recruits who, to our, who, the CEOs are both West alums who are great people, by the way. So shout out to them. Yeah, um, I, pl I played with them. So, yeah. Great guy. Good dude. So uh, I got to, you know, connect with them, talk with them. They offered me internship offers. And, you know, I would have taken it, but it was in New York. And I just didn't have the money or the funds. And I didn't want to put that pressure on my family for that at that time either. So I just, you know, turned it down. And I went home. And I was just working a regular job, saving up. And then it got to like July when like coach Dice, my head coach for football, sent out like an email and it was like, um, there's like a student athlete leadership conference going on with Center. The first ever that Center is ever hosting is going to be in Atlanta office. And I was like, okay, word, like I'm not doing anything. I'm just, you know, working. Why not just go down there? It's, you know, right in my, right in my hood, you know, in um, Atlanta is a couple half hour drive for me. Um, and so I, I went to it, I applied, I got accepted. And I was like, a, it was a two day leadership experience for underclassmen and like a five day experience for um, seniors or graduates because they were going for a job offer. So for us underclassmen, it was just like an experience and an internship offer type deal. So during that, you know, I made it my goal to talk to everybody and anybody there and just hear about their experience, hear about the journey, hear about, you know, what they're doing, what their plans were, just, just hear and talk to everyone, anyone, honestly. And I knew that from that experience, like I wanted to work at Accenture, like the, 
So I'm talking about the different projects they work on, the people who work there, and just like the expectations and culture that they have there. It's like so accommodating to everyone that like it really got my attention. Um, you know, Center is really all about its people too in its community. So like that's another thing as well. And you know, from that experience, I luckily got the opportunity to have my interview. And from that, it was like a behavioral, then a case, and then another behavioral. And like the behavioral, like my last one was like during my football fall camp, I had to like be practice one day to like go on a call and like do this behavioral with this guy who was a great, great dude at a center. I'm still cool from to this day. Um, and you know, I got the internship offer, but actually let me backtrack. I didn't get, I didn't get officially get the internship offer until like February. And that was what I was interviewing in August and September. So like, from like September to November in my head, I'm like, okay, I got this internship offer set, you know, I'm relaxed, kick my feet up tight though. Then it hits November, December, January, and I'm like panicking. I'm like, okay, I might not have this offer. Like I'm over here applying to like 20 places a day, getting rejected by 15 the same day type deal. Um, you know, stress, like there's another class applying to places. Um, so until February, I finally, um, Heard back and said, you know, I got the offer from, and I'll be in Hartford, Connecticut this summer. But you know, unfortunately, COVID it was remote. But um, you know, getting that offer was was something that was like a huge relief, a whole a huge burden off my shoulders. And you know, I was I was really grateful for that. Yeah. So it sounds like being open minded, <laughs> being resilient, uh, accepting rejection, and you know, continuing to to keep the path led to what sounds like a great opportunity for you. Definitely. And could we talk a little bit more about some of the work you do in the nonprofit space as well? Um, I'm curious to learn more about it myself. Yeah, so um, I was my sophomore year, I applied for the Patricelli Fellowship. The Patricelli Fellowship is a class here um, at Wesleyan and is offered by the Auburn Center under Michaela Kingsley, who is the director of social entrepreneurship here at Wesleyan. She is by far like probably the most impactful professor I've had here. I'm still close to her to this day and a great mentor for me. And that's a full year course for like, it's a commitment. It's not like a regular course. And it's like actually hands-on type deal too with it. Um, so, you know, with that, uh, during that year, it was first semester was really like doing the research of like, what do I want to do? What was the project that I wanted to tackle and stuff like that. And starting off, I actually wanted to like start a scholarship. I wanted to have my own scholarship that I can give to, you know, like underrepresented students who might need it for college, who might need it for some entrepreneurial goal that they have, just, you know, something to do. And, you know, having a one-on-one -on -one with Michaela, she was like, okay, you can have a scholarship, but if you have a scholarship and give it to one person, that impact as great as it is as a scholarship will be, it will be for one person. Why not, you know, do something that could impact more students and be long lasting. A scholarship would just be like, they could spend that easily. So, you know, brainstorming, I came to, you know, financial literacy and she was like, yeah, you know, financial literacy, you could have a whole course impact 20 to 30 students. And those will be fundamental skills that they'll be long lasting throughout their life. You know what I'm saying? So from that, I was like, okay, you know, I'm onto something here. And, you know, growing up, financial literacy, you know, was not something at all taught in K through 12 schools. I went to a public school. Um, I know that some kids, you know, from us who went to private schools and they had that, you know, opportunity or their families had those conversations with them about, you know, like the stock market or savings or budgeting, stuff like that. Whereas, you know, for me, I never really had that for myself. So it was like a whole new world I'm stepping into. And I was like, okay, this is something that every kid should, you know, should, should talk about, should, you know, have um, some sort of training in, you know what I'm saying? And like, this solving this problem would be such a huge resolve to such a like the issues in today that we see with like the student loan debt crisis in the country you know what i'm saying um and stuff like that so 
coming to that resolution, I was like, okay, I'm onto something. And then, you know, second semester was more of me really getting, getting into, you know, the nitty gritty, actually doing work. And like, I got to host like uh, five different workshops with students, um, you know, teaching probably like over hundred kids. Um, just, you know, having these, these conversations of, and doing these pro these problem sets and talking about these conversations of like what to do, what to, how to budget, what is a budget, the proper types of budgets and like going over terminology that like creates a barrier for them. Cause you know, all this jargon is just, once you understand the jargon, it's not that hard, you know what I'm saying? So really just creating that environment that allows them to feel vulnerable to learn, you know what I'm saying? Um, and you know, that spring was a great spring. Like I said, to like five different workshops with numerous kids. I got to go to um the it was like the 23rd annual entrepreneurship competition in downtown hartford and i came in third place for that for uh social entrepreneurship social entrepreneurship ventures and that was like a cool experience doing that as well and i got to network with so many people with that but you know with covid you know it made it hard to be in person so like really now it's like figuring out um you know pivoting online and you know getting consistent with it but you know my outlook you know now is i've really just been so focused with the student athletic coalition council and, you know, just making that as concrete as it can be. And, you know, when I graduate, I want to, you know, continue on to about a financial and, you know, you know, make it as much as it can, because I think long-term is something that could be really great and beneficial. Well, that's terrific. Um, and, you know, as you look back, you're not done yet, but as you look back on your first three and a half years at school, if there were a freshman, you know, if you could speak to yourself coming on campus fall of freshman year, any advice that you would give or, or wisdom that you could impart on how best to use your time at school um, now that you kind of have landed the job and you've seen what that journey looks like? Um, any words of, of wisdom that you would give to yourself? Um, I have a couple. One would be don't be afraid to fail. I feel like a lot of my growth has come from me failing and like just learning from the L's I took. So like, don't be afraid to fail. Um, really putting myself out there as well. Like, um, a lot of my growth has been for me putting myself out there, trying new things that I wasn't comfortable with, putting myself in situations where like, okay, I had to like really learn really fast. But through those processes and through those experiences, I grew a lot and I learned a lot. Um, so those two things and, you know, really enjoy the time that I have there. Like, you know, everyone says high school flies by, college flies by, college really flies by, you know, enjoy the times with your friends, you know, uh, definitely be organized, get your work done, but also take the time to enjoy the moment and enjoy the time with your friends, because when are you ever going to live with your bros like that ever again, when you're going to just be able to, on a, you know, Saturday, just play a game with, with your bros and, you know, chill with the families afterwards after a football game. So enjoy the moment. Well, that's terrific. Um... You know, I want to thank you for the, the time and, and thank you for the opportunity to hear a little bit more about your story. And I think we're all excited to see and eager to learn what the next chapter looks like for you. Um, so is there anything else that you want to end with as we kind of round this conversation out in terms of, you know, tips or, or thoughts about networking, building relationships professionally, leveraging the opportunities that wrestling affords you? Yeah, um, you know, I would just say, you know, it does never hurt to start early. I know, like, coming in as a freshman, like, it definitely is a lot, but, you know, try, really try your best to, like, you know, find someone who is upperclassman that you can, like, learn from and talk to and, like, you know, hear their their journey and their experiences and, like, their advice. And, you know, trying your best to start early really helps a lot long-term long down the road. Um, and, you know, really, really going back to just really enjoy the Florida's at West End. You know, there's no other school like West End. I can say that without a doubt. And the experiences and times and memories I have here, I always, you know, cherish. 
Well, Babila, best of luck at Accenture. Good luck closing out the school year, in which is an unusual time, unfortunately. But um, we appreciate hearing your story and uh, look forward to staying in touch. And one last thing, is it okay if there are current students or recent alums that are interested in connecting with you and maybe learning more about either the Leadership Council or the work you're doing at Accenture, is it okay for them to reach out? Oh, without definitely, definitely. Great. Well, thank you again. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Hope you have a great one. Thanks, man. I appreciate it.